You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Military thrillers have been around for decades, and they always have a place in modern cinema, thanks in large part to the loyal base of military geeks who want action stories and war espionage plots, but real war stories and espionage plots. These movies are for soldiers who watch with nodding approval at the accuracy of the production. Yeah, yeah, that's how we move. Yeah, Yeah, that's how we talk. That's proper procedure. Yeah, yeah. It's not wish fulfillment as much as it's how they see and know it to be, even if the plots of these movies very rarely actually take place. This is sort of dream scenarios every soldier likes to believe they're more than ready and capable for. Tom Clancy, Rainbow Six, Jack Ryan, 24, Behind Enemy Lines, Hunt for Red October. These movies have tough-as-nails manly men with severe military training. They're sent on a mission that goes south and isn't what it appears to be. Answers must be found, no matter how many bullets must fly. But realistically fly, no gun foo, no catchy one-liners. No, this is serious and real. And we have another entry into this library of military films with The Contractor. Chris Pine, one of the many Chrises of Hollywood, stars as Special Forces Sergeant James Harper, who is involuntarily discharged from the Army and cut off from his pension because he had to take copious amounts of painkillers just to handle the injury he sustained in the line of duty that our wonderful American health care and military care system don't seem to give a damn about. How realistic is that, folks? It's a little too realistic, I think. You wanted realism. Yeah. In debt and out of options and desperate to provide for his family, Harper joins a private contracting organization alongside his best friend, Ben Foster, and under the command of fellow veteran Rusty, played by Kiefer Sutherland. That should have been a sign right there. Who probably did a day of work. That was definitely like a day or two on set. (laughs) Yeah, that was just a couple of days of work for him. When their very first assignment goes awry, the elite soldier finds himself hunted and on the run, caught in a dangerous web, and fighting to stay alive long enough to get home and uncover the true motives of those who betrayed him. I am T.C. DeWitt of the Screener Squad, and I am joined by Harmony. Hello. Michael. Hello there. And Chad. Hi. All right, squad, line up for inspection and debrief. What is the mission status of the contractor? That your summary was more entertaining than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I'm just going to come out and say it. I, I, no, no, that's that, no, no. It's not that it wasn't entertaining. You set it up in the beginning. This is for a specific crowd. Yeah. These movies follow a specific format. But what I will say is I wasn't as bored with this as I have in previous outings that kind of follow this narrative scheme. I think that has a lot to do with Chris Pine, who is very charming and never phones it in. (laughs) No, not at all. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I did find it entertaining, but forgettable. I feel like I've seen it before. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. 
But I think that's okay for the specific audience that loves mm-hmm. these kind of movies. Yeah. I listed off a bunch, yeah. the Tom Clancy stuff, the Rainbow Six stuff. Chad and I literally watched and reviewed without remorse, <laughs> not just a year ago, which feels very similar <laughs> yeah. to this. I, I thought that this was going to end with that same stinger we got from without remorse where – Harper here gets recruited into Rainbow Six. I had to look it up to find out if this was a Tom Clancy novel. It did feel that way, didn't it? It did. Maybe because it's not the movie made for me. I am just so put off by the performative heroism, the performative patriotism. The, the oh, we're going to show him in church. We're going to show him praying at meals. We're going to show him. I want to serve my country, and yeah, I'm just yeah. tired of this. Yeah, this is as pandering as pop country music. It really is. I found it dreary. <laughs> Like, it was some really good scenes. Like, the scene in the sewer was pretty cool. And you got Chris Pine and Ben Foster acting opposite each other. They've done three movies together now. They have a lot of chemistry together. They've done Hell or High Water and Finest Hour, and now they've done this one. And so they obviously have a friendship, and their chemistry is great on yeah. screen. I wish they had been in more scenes together. Yeah. I just wish it wasn't so dreary. <laughs> I was kind of sad that Jillian Jacobs was just kind of wasted. Yes. Right. She absolutely. plays Chris Pine's wife and... That's it. And she could have been played by anybody. Yeah. Exactly. The doting soldier's wife and just I'm gonna keep the family together and yeah, no. I'm no, worried no. about you. You can't go you can't go on that mission. I can't mission. go on that mission. That character. No. Just come home to our family. And I'm just used to her being Britta on community. I'm like, this is not not the right. same person at all. <laughs> so. But again, this is following a specific format and although there are complaints that we all seem to have, mm-hmm. it still was like executed well. I think so, yeah. Yes, the action sequences in particular, few and far between as they are, they're done very clinically and mm-hmm. very appropriately. That's why I said in the opening that soldiers or military geeks will watch this and go, yeah, that's how you move. They are properly moving as a unit. Oh, they know this procedure. Oh, I came up with this. Yeah, whatever. Oh, I know the exact pincer maneuver they're doing here because <laughs> yeah, they teach exactly. it at Fort Bragg. It's like, the Larry pincer move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this goes to show you that that technical accuracy cannot carry a story by itself. No way, no how. No, a no, story just still needs to be good. Yeah. yeah. It was easy to figure out what was going to happen at the end. It was. I almost feel like the end got tacked on. Sure, yeah. sure. Today. Yeah, it definitely felt like, oh, audiences didn't like this, so we're going to shoehorn something else There's in. There's one minute added, and it fixes yeah. everything. And I, I don't... No. <laughs> yeah, it did feel like a... Uh... The original ending didn't test well, so we got this <clears throat> this Hallmark card at the end. And, Optimism! And we're out. Yeah. There isn't anything new in this. If you like these types of movies, it's perfectly suitable. People are going to like this. This is exactly what it needs to be for its audience. This feels to me like those still-made DVDs you find at truck stops. <laughs> right? Like, oh, Chris Pine made them. What is this? Uh, oh, uh, The Marine 5? Yes. John Cena? <laughs> yeah, John Cena. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay, first off, John Cena's amazing now, so like... We're no gonna, turns out he's always been amazing. We just didn't know. We just didn't, we just know. didn't know. They just didn't give him enough crazy shit to do. I think Chris Pine is great. Yes. I already yes. praised him. I don't think he's been able to show just how capable he is as an action star, which is strange because he had Star Trek and Wonder Woman. Yeah. But I think Chris Pine needs something like the Bourne identity. He needs something to show exactly how badass of a physical actor he can be. Because mm-hmm. he's proven his acting. I have no doubt in him. 
he's charming and funny. He can do great drama, as we've seen in Hell or High Water. Mm -hmm. And I think he's a great Captain Kirk, but they've wasted their chances with him. Yeah. Paramount doesn't know what to do with him. I agree. So he's probably my top third Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he should be on the level with all the other Chris's, but I feel like he's always relegated to the bottom of the pile. But he used to be Pratt and then Pratt turned into a Pratt and now, and now he's, he's moved up. Watching him in something like this and seeing his ability to move like a military man, to have that gun, to lead and command the screen just physically I say give him something like Cyclops or give him Roland from the Dark Tower. Let him be the tentpole of a franchise mm-hmm. because, like I said, they wasted him in Star Trek. Yeah. This yeah. guy's franchise potential, and I just don't think he's been given it yet. And it's movies like these that show his physical capabilities. Yeah. And also he's not like a mindless killing machine or anything in this. Like yeah. he does have a lot of morals and a lot of heart. his own personal code that he's trying to follow. So that's <sighs> – that's hard for me to to like though. <laughs> I'm like I just I want some explosions and beat him up and quippy one liners and yeah. this movie is what it is. Even any of the twists they kind of telegraph it like a mile away. There are no real surprises. Mm-hmm. Like I said, his first clue should have been that it was Keith or Sutherland <laughs> that he was he was working for. What did he have? In his cheeks. I don't it, know. Yeah. I kept waiting for him to spit like he was chewing tobacco or something. Was he doing like Marlon Brando and The Godfather? I don't know. Did he break his jaw at some point and he's still healing from it? Because Maybe? He just sounded like he had footage of it. It's the beard. It's the weight of the beard was just too much. <laughs> Maybe he had dental surgery that day and they're like, well, just come in anyway. He was paying for the <laughs> dental surgery. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I got to do this movie to pay for my root connect. <laughs> yeah. Harmony. You are right. There's not a lot to say about this. So why don't we just wrap into our some... God damn it. <laughs> it's like I got shit in my mouth like Kiefer Sutherland <laughs> right now. <laughs> Harmony, you are right. There's not a lot to say about this. So why don't we move into some final thoughts here. And Harmony, you can go first. Like I said, it's not my type of film. It kind of reminds me of The Firm or any of these type of like... It's very stylized to the people that they want to attract to this film. Did I enjoy it? It was Okay. Am I happy I watched it? Not really. <laughs> There's just not much to say about it. And I think I'm going to give this five. Five, because I hated it that much. Mm-hmm. Five out of ten magical, all-knowing iPads. Mm-hmm. Michael. I can't, yeah, can't say a whole lot about it. I'm normally completely on board for the, you know, soulless capitalism is the root cause of all the problems. And I'm down for that story. But tell it in a new and more interesting way, please. Because, yeah, we figured, okay, well, this isn't going to be what it seems like. Oh, look, it's not what it seems like. Oh, I wonder if this is going to be the bad guy. Oh, yeah, this is the bad guy. Oh, oh, I think they lied to you. Oh, yep, they lied to you. And and then there were some plot holes, but I I can't even get emotionally invested enough to care about the plot holes. (laughs) But frankly, I just like, eh, okay, sure, a wizard did it. Fine. Oh. A wizard did it. You went straight to Fantastic Beasts there for a second. But I did find it entertaining. I wanted to see more about the character's sort of emotional journey. I'm going to give it maybe a, a 6 out of 10 creepy farms where ex-Spec Ops guys work and grow who knows what. Ooh, Michael, you can't ask for emotions from these people, right? They, you don't show emotions when you're in the military. Uh, you love your wife. You tell your son to be a man, you pick up your gun, and you fight for America. You love God, but you want to murder but you people. you want to murder people for, for God and country. For God and country, yeah. He did feel bad about murdering people. Just he did, to be, did, to be he fair. Did. 
Chad. I'm not as harsh on this as I think everybody else is. All the, everybody's criticisms are valid. Like, it's, it's just a cookie-cutter movie. But, like what TC said, because it had Pine and he is giving it his all... It ends up turning out to be a better movie, even though it has a weaker script. And he has some emotional points, especially like right at the end of the third act with him and Mike. Th- that was the first time throughout the whole movie. I was like, whoa. Yeah, that rooftop Ooh. garage scene. Yeah. 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 And, and there are moments in this movie to make it worthwhile. I personally don't think it's worth seeing full price at a theater. But this is definitely a rental. This is definitely something that your stepdad's going to like. You know, <laughs> It's going to be on TBS yeah. in a week. It held my interest. Like, at no point where I was like, ah, oh, this is boring. So I can't be mad at a movie that held my interest, even though it wasn't totally that great. So I will give this six and a half out of ten Ben Foster beards. Because it was, it, he had it going on in this it's one. Resplendent beer. This movie is exactly what it needs to be for the audience who wants it. For me, I did find it a bit slow and boring at times and ultimately forgettable, but I clearly love Chris Pine. Give this guy a franchise. I'm serious, okay? Let him shine. And I love Ben Foster, too. Whenever these two team up, I am on board for it. And the scenes where they are together, great. Chad even mentioned one of the best moments in the movie, which is the two of them yelling at each other. But this is not something I'm going to try to hard sell to anyone. So I'm going to give the contractor a passing grade of 5 out of 10 stakes to die for. (laughs) See, that's an inside joke for these three people. And anyone who listens to this will have to choose whether or not they want to watch the movie to get that joke. (laughs) The choice is yours. You know, I would love a steak, though. Not, Not that badly, though. All right. Well, let's uh, let's all get together and have ourselves some steak. What are you saying? Here? <laughs> yeah. Like, what kind are we? Are we thinking like good filet mignon, or are we going to get like cheap skirt steak or something? Like at least a ribeye. Okay, I'm in. I'll at come down to Austin for that. I feel like we're more passionate about the steaks than about this movie. I think so, dude. I'm hungry. You raise the steaks literally. Oh. oh!